Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, welcome to the Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes, Managing Director of Media Stable, and I'm so excited to bring back this podcast that has been sort of in dormant stages there for the last uh, 12 months, and I'm bringing it back with an extra bit of powerhouse. I've got a co-host, and my co-host is Lana Hill. Welcome, Lana. Thank you, Nick Hayes. Welcome to you. Very excited to have you sitting in the chair with me here on By My Side. For our very first rejuvenated The Experts podcast, you were once... A subject of the experts podcast. I was years ago, and look at you now. <laughs> I know I'm killing it. Look at you now. You're in the co-chair. <laughs> how, how exciting! It is exciting. I'm very, very excited to be asking the questions. You're asking the questions. It's so important, and and the questions that we're going to throw around are not just to experts and those that are are in the space of presenting their commentary and uh, their expertise to media. We're also going to interview media as well. So yeah, can't wait for that. Very exciting. I'm really wrapped though. To, to be able to launch off our rejuvenated experts podcast <laughs> with the one and only Professor Gary Martin from the Australian Institute of Management, Western Australia. Gary, welcome aboard. Good afternoon, Nick and Lana. Well done. I, I, we, we, we were wrapped when we came up with the fact that we were going to actually be launching the experts podcast. There was no one. It was number one. We had to have... So true. The one, the only. Professor Gary Martin. And (laughs) if you don't know who Professor Gary Martin is, I suggest you jump onto LinkedIn right now and go away and look him up because I tell you what, is there a man that is more proficient or or, or so much saturated across LinkedIn than you, Gary? (laughs) Look, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there uh, that are more proficient than me, but maybe... Maybe uh, I've got a particular style on LinkedIn that's different to others. How do you do it? Because, you know, you are you hit those numbers that I have never seen. I mean, the Australian Institute of Management, Western Australia, I think is so fortunate to have you, you know, running the show and, and particularly with the presence that you bring on a social media and also to a traditional media format. Yeah, well, look, um, if, I, if I were to start with social media, I'd say that there are a whole range of things that you have to do. Sometimes you just fall into social media, and I have to say that I did that, and I had to learn as I went along. But falling into social media was great because I discovered that there are certain things that you needed to do, and I learnt from a lot of other talented people that were already on that platform. And I ended up coming up with something like, the eight R's of uh, LinkedIn um, that I used uh, to try and progress things. And it had started off with something simple as saying, you have to make, as a CEO, social media part of your role. Mm. And so don't underestimate the power of you personally going out there with ideas rather than just putting up the company's name. It's such an important thing, isn't it, Lana? Because CEOs, I don't see a lot of CEOs or leaders of industry really uh, taking on social media, as, and not just social media, but also dealing with traditional media in a proactive and positive way. Yeah, absolutely. I think, Gary, you really understand personal brand and how you can leverage that in addition to your business brand. You mentioned just before you 
think you're doing it and I agree you're doing it in a different way to others on, on LinkedIn. Can you be more specific about that? What do you think you're doing that's working? Yeah, look, um, I've gone into LinkedIn um, in amongst uh, um, a number, as, as I said, of, of different people that are doing things. A lot of people are doing things with video, for example. And uh, so you've got a lot of two, three-minute, four-minute videos. Uh, I want to do a little bit of that, but I don't want to make that my brand. I want to make uh, my brand more uh, extensive pieces, particularly writing. I know that uh, some people don't read stuff. They prefer to watch a video. But my niche is in actually taking an issue and exploring different aspects of it. And sometimes I think that writing something out uh, is a better way than doing it than video. Uh, although, as I said, I want to experiment more with video. Your writing ability and, and where all your content comes from, I, I think you know, you're the envy of many in that your content engine, I, I, I think, is second to none, uh, only because you are, uh, have just got so much of it and, and it really fits in and, and connects with the media audiences that you're reaching out to. How do you do it? Where does it come from, Gary? Yeah, look, it's interesting because, I mean, I've worked in a number of organisations, so I've had my own experience um, as a worker, as I like to say, as a worker. Um, <laughs> you have lots of different experiences, the good experiences, the bad experiences, and the very, very ugly experiences, and so I've had those. Um, and then I've been privileged in my position to speak to literally hundreds of people coming from different workplaces, and they share their stories. And if I take it one step further, since I've been on social media, I get contacted by literally hundreds of people every year sharing their stories. Now, their stories that they share with me, uh, when I see some common themes, some ideas, that's enough, if you like, ammunition for me to gather my own thoughts on a topic and then to write. It's such a good thing, isn't it, to be able to gather other people's thoughts and ideas and concepts and be able to aggregate that and bring it together. It's, it's what we all should be doing, Lana. Absolutely. And, yeah, the engagement you get, Gary, is, is pretty incredible. And I love it's that you're posing a question. You're starting a discussion. It's not just you're throwing forward your views. Yes, you've got your views, but you're encouraging that debate and, uh, and participation, which is really exciting. Yeah, so uh, I think um, what I, I do sometimes, I've already got, uh, thoughts on a particular topic I put it out to people on social media like I just did the other day I, I, I got this hunch that we've become ruder in the workplace uh, <laughs> I think it's, we have. It, it's actually a rude world that we're living in right and the workplace is no exception very rude and what about social media while we're at it because that, that does well, get very rude as well but you, are you, you're just talking in the workplace yeah I, I focused in on I, I know that uh, social media in general, we've become ruder um, because it's easy to be rude on social media. <laughs> sure is. In, in fact, as a, to digress, it's one of the points that I'll, I've made in my article that I've written that, you know, technologies enable us to be rude. But yeah. I put it out there. I had a hunch. Uh, people are telling, telling me about their, their rude experiences. And then I thought, I'm going to find out more. So I put it out there. Um, you know, do you think the rude, that there's been a rise in rudeness in the workplace? And, uh, of course, um, 
people came back and said there's been absolute rash of rudeness in the workplace and there was something like 20,000 views of that simple question uh, with a little picture and numerous comments that then helped to shape yeah. my thinking. I was going to write this article in about a week. So much uh, stuff came through. <laughs> I'd done it by, you know, uh, 48 hours after I'd made that initial post because I'd gathered so many different themes yeah. together. Yeah, so a rash of rudeness uh, in the workplace. If, if there's a, ever a message there to all experts and those that are looking to communicate with the media, it's not just all fallen upon yourself to 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 be able to come up with this content, to come up with this kind of information. Use the people that are around you. And and that's what I do love about it, Gary. You've got that virtual content engine with everyone that you uh, engage with and connect. But the one thing I will say about you, Gary, is that you're very, very uh, proactive in your responses to people. You, you actually go out of your way to thank them or at least to acknowledge any of the commentary that they've made. Is, is that something that you've purposely gone out to do? Yeah, look, on social media, I started off just like everyone else. I got out there, I put something up and I waited to, for people to come and <laughs> respond. <laughs> and of course, they don't necessarily respond and there was a few. Uh, and so I, I left them and you know, I thought that's good. So and so has made a comment and I got a like for this and I got a like for that. But then after a while, I thought, some of those people don't come back, right? So new people come. And I wasn't actually growing. I was actually looking at stuff and saying, I'm getting a different people each time. And then I realised it's pretty one way what I'm doing here, putting stuff mm. out there and expecting people to come running in um, and make comments. So then I started to look around. I think, well, I'm going to go and see what other people said who've responded to me um, and go and like uh, or comment on their posts depending on what it was. And I'm actually then also going to say, hey, you made a comment. It probably took you about half an hour. So I'm going to do at least a thank you for your comment or thanks for your input or thanks for joining the conversation. That paid huge dividends. Yeah. I mean, any social media expert worth their weight in gold would totally agree with what you've just said, Gary. But I think there's so many people out there that don't approach social media in that way. And I, I don't think it's un- – I don't think – people intentionally don't respond, I think they don't realise that that's what's required. You have to do it two-way. Now, you head up the Australian Institute of Management, Western Australia. You, you hold a very senior position within the business community. How do you, and you've got an incredible knack of just tapping into the mindset of the worker. You've got an incredible uh, knack of just finding those little things that go on in the workplace that really bug you, but you just draw <laughs> them out and... Uh, you get us commenting, and and I, I've got to say, and I, you know, I know you're a member of Media Stable and everything like that, but I'm, you know, I've never seen someone who writes articles that is so prolific across all the major mastheads in this country. Yeah, look, again, it's part of um, me segmenting myself out of the regular type of stuff. I mean, I could write about so many, so many things to do with leadership or management or workplace issues, but I tend to go for the quirky ones that people are likely to talk about around the water cooler in their office. Yep. They're not going to do it at a meeting. Um, they might be thinking it. They might be talking about it around, as I said, the water cooler, yep. but then they're not, they're not generally going to get out there and say to their boss or have that discussion with their boss. So I like to bring in the more quirky, different <laughs> types of issues. Oh, Gary, one of one of the best things I've I've enjoyed, I guess, with you was a, a, a segment we did on What Do You Reckon on oh, yeah, 6PR. 6PR. That was great fun. I'm a big fan of the 
more unscripted panel style sure. media and we had a great laugh that morning. What's your preference? Do you you like that unscripted stuff or you do like prefer the media that's more formal and written? Uh, look, I have to say I enjoy all of it. I enjoy writing something, just the challenge of writing something and then seeing if um, media will take it on. Uh, I love those informal discussions because it's more about finding out what other people think, particularly when callers, for example, uh, call in uh, and make some comments. I love that. I love bouncing off other people's ideas. I can't say I have a single preference, but what I will say is all of those things join together. So write a piece. Uh, it could be on uh, a news station. It could be on the radio. It could be in on two or three different mastheads around the country. It all comes together. So you never should pocket yourself off and say, I just want to get on the radio. You should think big. That's such a good point. And I think it's something, again, you do really well that I think other experts and other people that want to get in the media really need to learn from. You spread your key messages across a number of platforms and you get maximum engagement because of that. Yeah. So it's it's such an incredibly powerful thing to do. I think it's just repurposing what you've got. You've written a piece or you've clarified your thinking on a piece. You've got some expertise in the area. Uh, you can change that piece then to suit radio. You can change it exactly. uh, to suit a newspaper. You can change it to suit social media. And so it goes on. Right, Gary. Now, I'm going to get a little personal with you. I know you're, <laughs> you've, you, you're incredibly manicured. You carry yourself at a, <laughs> at a level that, you know, most CEOs or MDs would dream to sort of uh, look like. But tell me something on the inside. You know, when you do that little radio interview or TV piece, is there a little bit of adrenaline pumping? Are you a bit excited? Is it, is it sort of, you know, oh, yeah, look at me? <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on radio, on radio, I would say no. Uh, radio is great because uh, most of the people that you um, um, speak to, um, meaning the, the, the presenters on, on radio, um, they're so skilled and they just ask the right questions and, and they're broad enough questions so that you can, you can actually have 20 different answers if you wanted to. And that's mm. the great thing about I like about radio quite often, depending on the, depending on the topic, of course. Uh, but, yeah, of course the adrenaline pumps. Of course, um, you know, you're wondering what questions might be asked. But I, t I think that if you've done it a few times, uh, you, you, you don't have that nerves and it's actually more a pleasure to do it. Yep. So, you know, um, first few times you do it, you, you don't know what to expect and after that... You feel quite relaxed at doing that. Do you still get the same buzz that you got from the original days? More, more, more. Yeah, more. The more you become engrossed in um, in getting your messages out there and so on, it's it's like an addiction. So the more you want to do and the more you're happy to do, the more satisfaction you actually get. The more you become engrossed in it. So true. So Gary, why do you do it? Like, if we were going to put it in, you know, ROI terms, what are you looking for in a broad sense from your media engagement? Um, look, I, I think part of it is um, trying to develop the brand of the organisation that I that I work for. So I, I'd like people to think that we actually have a view uh, on things, and and we're sharing that view, and mm. we're getting people to think about being. Um, uh, better leaders or managers or improving their performance in the workplace. That's what motivates me is uh, more capability in the workplace. And um, it's been a passion of mine for some time. Hats off to you because, and, and hats off to the Australian Institute of Management, Western Australia, because they do recognise this and you can see this. Um, you know, 
we, if you were to throw around the kind of media and the kind of exposure and coverage that you get through, particularly through just your, your media engagements, but also how you repurpose it and put it forward in social media, I mean, the dollar value of that would go through the roof. There is not even, not even a big mining company could afford to necessarily pay for that kind of exposure and advertising that you do. Is, is this something that the, the, the organisation, the Australian Institute of Management, Western Australia is conscious of? Look, I think so. I think we realise that... Um you could say it's free advertising, but actually it's not because no. it takes a lot of work to, to do these sorts of things. Uh, but it's, uh, it's actually an investment yes. in everything you do. Every business needs to invest in this type of thing. And it starts, as I said, with something as simple as social media if you want to be active. Um, and if you don't um, want to go to social media, then you can start with something else and expand as you go. So I, I still want to keep it a little bit personal. How much time <laughs> do you apply to the craft of media and also to your social media? How much time do you think you would put aside a day? Well, I I would say um, for the social media type of stuff, about an an hour a day, um, um, and that's normally early mornings, um, part of my my routine. I have got a couple of messages from you very early in the morning, Gary. You're up up and about early. (laughs) Lucky you're an early bird, Nick. Yeah, I've I've got two young kids. I, I make it my role, so the first hour of every day, Bright and early in the morning uh, is is the social media stuff. When it comes to writing some substantial pieces, um, that's a weekend job and it's something I enjoy doing on the weekend. Call me crazy, but that's what I do uh, on the weekend. I get a buzz out of the challenge of writing something um, and it's easier to do on the weekends when there's not that uh, that uh, interruption of the day-to-day work stuff, which is you know also fun. I think, I think that really nails it there, Lana, because it, it's a buzz and a challenge. Yeah. I, I heard those two key words come out of it, and it's so you, Gary, because um, you, you, you do produce such high-quality content at such a regular basis. It's a great lesson for all experts that are looking to engage media that you've got to put a bit of time and effort into it. Absolutely, and you're not going to be, you know, great at it straight away. You've got to put work in and you've got to be prepared to put that work in. So, yeah, but it's actually really reassuring for me, Gary, to hear you say an hour a day on social media Mm. because I think there'd be some people that look at you and your profile and your uh, level of activity and would think, oh, my God, I've got to invest hours and hours and hours to be like Gary. I mean, we should just tell them they won't be like Gary. There's only one Gary. Can we we hashtag that? (laughs) Hashtag be like Gary. (laughs) What would Gary do? (laughs) (laughs) Who's Gary V, by the way? (laughs) No, there's only one Gary. There's only one Gary. (laughs) Yeah, so so I... I (laughs) Look, an hour is enough because um, if you take an integrated approach across media, if you've prepared something for one platform, you modify it for another um, and easy to post up. And you know what? On social media, it doesn't have to be long. It can actually be a simple few words that actually generate interest and get people talking. And part of what I do is about not just offering opinion, and I do have opinions, but it's also about getting others Mm. uh, to give their opinion. So it's putting stuff out there which is food for thought, uh, people have different views. They'll tell you. That's part of the excitement, I think. Yeah. Do you ever push the boundaries? Is the boundaries ever? Do you ever get close to it as far as the kind of topics that you deal with? Look, I, I think I do push the boundaries with some of the topics because um, you you can monitor your social media feed, for example, and see uh, the reaction. Um, I, I know that um, 
I wrote a piece on man interruptions, men interrupting yes. women. Oh. And uh, look, 90% of that. So that does push the boundaries a little bit. It's a, it's a, it was a fun topic, but it's got a very serious side to mm. it. Sure. 90% of, of people come back saying, I'm glad you've, you know, you've exposed this. And um, then another 10% that said that's enough's enough. You know, uh, you're picking on men and, you know, your research. And it actually wasn't my research. It was Harvard Business School research that I was <laughs> offering a view on. So uh, that's, you know, one of the lessons around social media also is that you you um, can't assume that when peop- you post stuff that people have read it over and over because the nature of social media means things just keep bouncing yes. through. People take a bit of this and a bit of that. Uh, and so the chances of you being misinterpreted oh, are yeah. huge. And yet you can't assume that they've read it at all. Yeah. Because there's, there's that much of it out there. The content that is sitting out there, then, and people feel as though they've got every right to make comment and, and haven't actually read the content at all. And that is frustrating. I think you know, that, that is something that you see very much, particularly in uh, online websites, news sites, that uh, they just want to express their view, but don't put any context behind it or any evidence. Yeah. Look, it's one of the... Um the reasons that some people avoid social media and putting stuff out there because they're scared they're going to say the wrong thing, they think it's too risky. But if you can get past that barrier, you'll find that 90% of the time you'll add value by hearing, getting a discussion going around important issues. And I think that's what drives me. I want the discussion and I don't expect that uh, people are necessarily going to be agreeing with me all the time, nor do I expect that they've... um, had the opportunity to spend five minutes reading my full piece. Yeah, yeah and I, I think the risk is greater, Gary, and I think you illustrate yeah. that so well. The risk to not get out there and not voice your views and opinions and, and share, you know, interesting discussions is far greater than actually getting out there. And I think most business leaders need to wrap their heads around that, to be honest. Hold on. Yeah, it comes back to how I started off. It's, you've got to make it part of your role. Yeah. If you don't make it part of your role and expect someone else to do it, they're just not going to do it. It's got to start with the top in an organisation. Since I've been posting stuff on social media, there are other people in my organisation that post uh, and there are other people that have become far more engaged as well. So if you don't do it, if you're too scared to put, put stuff out there, you know it, it doesn't set the right example for anyone in an organisation. And again, um, it's that broader stuff outside of your organisation that you're missing out on. So true. It's 2020. Uh, what are the media goals there for Professor Gary Martin of the Australian Institute of Management, Western Australia? Well, um, I, I, I have goals that are to continue the momentum. That that enough. Yep. It's enough for me in a goal because um, uh, I've last year was you know uh, a lot of media for me, particularly newspapers. There was television. There was a lot of radio. Um, I'd be very happy if I repeated. Uh, next year, uh, sorry, this year, we're already there. Um, <laughs> we got, we're in 2020, but I'd be very pleased to do a similar uh, level. Um, the big challenge, though, is to, uh, for me is to actually get those topics that mm. go beyond yep. uh, what I've written about. Um, always looking for new material. It's trying to find new content. And it is content that is quirky, that is content that is different. I like the, the saying, you've got to stand out. Uh, you, you've got to be a purple cow. Have yeah. you heard that before? Yeah. A guy, Seth Godin, <laughs> if you're a brown cow, you don't stand out. It's um, true. You'd meet, your stuff won't get picked up. You've got to be a purple cow. Got to be a purple cow. So how can I be a purple cow 
uh, <laughs> with a few more spots. Is, is that's the sort of thing you're looking for? Well, you're certainly a purple cow in our, our eyes, there, Gary. <laughs> You've done extremely well, and uh, looking forward to seeing what you do in 2020. Now, we always close off the experts podcast, and I know this 20 minutes has gone very quick, hasn't it? Uh, we always close it off with a little bit of advice that you might give. And now I'm going to change the question for you because the question always used to be, you know, if you're going to give some advice to an up and comer, you know, what would that be? But I want you to give some advice to a CEO, to a leader of business. Ooh, you know, good when one. it comes to media, you, you you lead your way at the Australian Institute of Management, Western Australia. I really would like to see, because I, I, I certainly think that there is a lack of leaders out there getting out from behind their desks and yeah. being more prominent in media as a whole, but also to yeah. social media and telling their messages. What advice would you give them? Well, I'm going to draw on the... the um media industry but more specifically going into the music industry which the two are related um, and say so, you know you've heard the saying um, uh, about a one hit wonder you ever yes. heard one hit wonder yeah. oh yeah well in the media context and advice for CEOs is you can't really be a one grab wonder so you can't see that if you've just done one um, thing because some issue arose in your organization that you know uh, that's it you've got your grab You'll be known as a one-grab wonder. Build on that. Take it to the next step. So you've had a media appearance. What's next? Um, That's really what I'm saying. So don't be a one-grab wonder. Wonderful. Where's that applause sound effect when we need it, Nikos? I need that applause (laughs) sound effect. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually now going to go out immediately and hashtag that, one-grab wonder, (laughs) because, you know, you don't want to be. You're spot on. And and that's another message that comes from Media Stable. It's about becoming an expert is being consistent, you know, Get your content out there and continually being available yep. and consistently deliver your content because you know you can't be a hero for one month of the year. You've got to be a hero for 12 months. So every week I'll make sure I've got a piece that goes out into the media. Um, I'll make sure that I post every day on social media. Sometimes I have the weekends off because I'm busy okay, doing Gary. other things. That's all we'll right. Give you, we'll, give you a, we'll give you one weekend <laughs> off a year. Yeah. So a new theme uh, every week, and that's the theme. Sometimes two themes, uh, depending, um, you know, how creative I'm being. Um, that is the biggest challenge also is coming up with those new ideas and yeah. talking to people to see what's on people's minds. So, you know... Um, Get something out there by all means. Don't be that one grab wonder, but then take it to the next level. Oh, great Love advice. It. Great advice. I can't beat that. And uh, and for everyone that's listening out there, you know, you don't need to do it at the level that Gary does it, but even if you just take a fraction of that, you're going to be doing very well. That's it. That's it. Hey, uh, that comes to the close of the Experts Podcast, the rejuvenated version of it. Gary, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Lana. It's been a pleasure, Gary. Thanks, Nick Hayes. Thank you, Lana Hill. Well done, you, (laughs) co-hosting for the very first time. And uh, and we look forward to having your company. If you've got any ideas, if you've got some people there you'd like us to go away and interview, and particularly from the expert space but also to the media space, um, you can reach out to us. Get us uh, at uh, www.mediastable.com.au. But we'll look forward to having your company next week. We'll see you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.